0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Cleveland Browns COVID ward, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, it's pretty crowded in here, but how are you doing?
1: It is. I don't have COVID yet, so I'm doing better than most. <laughs> um, I think it is probably something we, we should note that, yes, COVID is going to play a factor in this week's lineup, um, but some of you, like the Sherpa, may already have started your playoffs this week. Now I know we were talking last week about how Jonathan Taylor was on a buy. This was a real problem for you, but you came back and almost won your matchup. Things things went down to the wire on Monday night, did they not?
0: Um, they did, but it still doesn't change my attitude that it was a lousy thing to. It start was. the playoffs Absolutely in the week was. when four teams were still on by, especially when the players um, on that team have really good matchups this week. But, you know, again, it's a dynasty league, so better luck next year. Although I am just yeah. for to kind of pour salt in the wounds, I am going to set my lineups the next few weeks and see how I would uh, do against the teams that are still yeah. in the like hunt. That. But, um Anyway, that's more just to torture myself than anything else. But yeah, I um, <laughs> you know we have a lot here. to cover tonight, but I would like <laughs> to um, discuss some uh, strategy for setting lineups in the um, playoffs and how that, at least for me, is a little bit different than how I would set them uh, during the season. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, what do we have I'm lined up tonight?
1: So we've got a, an action-packed, hopefully COVID-free show for you tonight. We will be here until 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night, helping guide you to victory. We're going to take you through everything you could possibly need to succeed in your fantasy matchup in any form, daily fantasy, season long, whatever it is, we got you covered. We're going to give you all the injuries slash COVID news, uh, notes, waiver wire, pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, our daily fantasy picks. We're going to talk a little strategy. Um, hopefully you were all getting into playoff matchups this week. I know, uh mine are starting sharp as unfortunately one started last week. Everyone else is starting this week. Uh, so there's, there's a lot to cover. Thankfully the bye weeks are finally behind us. Unfortunately, uh, there, there are a lot of injuries, (laughs) so we'll get there in just a second. If you haven't been with us before, welcome. Uh, we're in our 12th season, soon to be 13 in a couple of weeks. Um, but you can find us all over social media. If you have questions about your lineup, if you just want to talk football, whatever you want, we're there. You can find us on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show at J K I M one six or fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four T H N inches at gmail dot com. And you can find any episode you missed, download this week's if you're not listening live, everywhere you find your favorite podcast. And then we're with you every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you all the goods to win your fantasy matchups. So let's just dive right in. COVID is a very big issue this week. There are currently 90 players, more than 90 players as of today on the COVID list. That's just players. That's not coaches. That's not staff. It's it's Getting outrageous. Just 30 people alone were added today. There are seven teams in enhanced protocols, so facilities aren't open. They're doing everything virtually. That's the Rams, the Browns, the Bears, Falcons, Lions, Vikings, and our friendly WTF. Um, Washington has 18 players on the COVID list now, including backup quarterback Kyle Allen, who did test positive, so very unlikely he's getting off the list before uh, the matchup against the Eagles this Sunday. Um, the Browns have 14 players on the COVID list as of today, including quarterback Baker Mayfield and coach Kevin Stefanski. They're both positive. Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and backup tight end David Njoku is still on the list from last week when he was put on it with a positive COVID test. Um, Baker Mayfield says he feels normal. The league uh, came out today, Roger Goodell, and said, they're not they're not going to reschedule games. Uh you may remember the Browns and the Raiders are supposed to play on Sunday this week. So there's even less time to get some of these guys back on the field. Baker Mayfield says he feels normally has no symptoms. Yeah. It's, it's it's not great. Um remember anyone Saturday who has vaccinated? Yeah. Yeah, they're they are early. Uh, it's not good. But there is time for them to come back. You have to have two negative tests. Uh 24 hours apart, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, So they, because they're vaccinated, they could get cleared and be back on the field. Um, Anyone who's not vaccinated is stuck in quarantine for 10 days, regardless, like Vikings running back, Alexander Madison, who's unvaccinated. He was put on the COVID list Monday. So he's definitely out for their game Monday night. Also keep in mind everyone's favorite vocal and vaccinated human quarterback, Kirk Cousins is now amongst all of these COVID positive tests in Minnesota so something to keep in mind we'll talk probably a little bit about that when we talk about strategy you know if you have a guy who's on a team where there's a lot of COVID positives or Cousins is your quarterback you might want to start thinking about having a backup plan here because you don't want to be like Sherpa and I were Monday night Tyler Higby gets put on the COVID list at four o'clock and you lose your matchup because he doesn't play um but other notable names who are on the COVID list as of right now, uh, as I mentioned, Titan Tyler Higbee, uh for the Rams had a false positive Monday. He tested positive in the morning, had two negative tests that day, but couldn't get cleared Monday night because they weren't 24 hours apart. So he was removed from the COVID list on Tuesday because it was a false positive. Um, but remember, if it's a false positive, they're stuck. You You have to have those negative tests 24 hours apart. In Philadelphia, wide receiver Kez Watkins went on the COVID list today. Uh, the Rams also have Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham Jr., Daryl Henderson Jr., like half their defenders on the COVID list. The Cowboys' Cedric Wilson's on the COVID list. He's about the only guy who hasn't had COVID on the team. So. Really, the te- one of the teams that's the worst off is the Dolphins. Their entire running back room has COVID. <laughs> Miles Gaskins, Salman Ahmad, and Philip Lindsay all are on the COVID list. I think Miles Gaskins may not have tested positive yet, but he is a close contact, so he's still waiting to get activated off the list. Um, their best bet is that Malcolm Brown might be healthy enough to be activated off IR ahead of the game Sunday. He's been dealing with a quad injury. That's not a good scene. Uh, The Giants, both Kadarius, Tony, and Josh and John Ross are on the COVID list. In New Orleans, Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram both have not been activated off the COVID list yet. They're hoping that will happen this week, but you can't be sure. Out in Kansas City, a lot of their defenders and wide receiver Josh Gordon finally caught his first touchdown of the year, all on the COVID list. So there's a lot of moving parts. (laughs) I would say that Take some good notes when Sherpa gives you the waiver wire pickups in a few minutes here, because if what I'm doing, and I think a lot of people need to think about doing, is making sure that your bench is full of players that you would be comfortable starting if need be. Because at the last minute, you may not have a have a solution. If you only have one tight end on your roster and he gets COVID on Monday night, you're out of luck. You have to go pick up a third string tight end, and things aren't great for you. <laughs> But moving on to the actual injury portion of the show, uh, one of the most notable things to come out of today is Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is likely going to be out for the remainder of the regular season. He sprained his knee this week. They're hoping to have him back for the playoffs. He's going to get a second opinion to see if he needs surgery. Not a good sign there. Running back James Connors not practicing. He's still dealing with that ankle injury. They're calling him questionable. Hopefully he's going to play, but not sure. And running back Chase Edmonds was not activated off IR last week prior to the game, so they're hoping he will this week. I think a lot of that will depend on how James Connors feeling as the week goes on. In slightly better news, though, J.J. Watt was at practice doing work with the trainers on the field, so he may actually get back before the playoffs. He heals. It's incredible. Um, In Atlanta, tight end Hayden Hurst, freshly back uh, from IR, is now sick, not with COVID, likely the flu. He's not practicing. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was knocked out of the game last week with a sprained ankle. He's day-to-day. He's not going to practice probably at all this week. But remember, four or five weeks out of this season, he hasn't practiced at all, and then he played Sunday. Josh Jackson was signed um, from the Jets today to be quarterback three on the roster, potentially a backup. If Lamar can't go, Tyler Huntley would be playing again at quarterback, who's basically Lamar Light. He's like a 25-pound lighter version of Lamar Jackson, but they run the same plays, So it's really not that bad of a trade tradeoff. Um, also in Baltimore, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, surprise, surprise, was limited practice. He's dealing with a knee injury this time. He's never going to have a full practice, probably ever in his straight career. <laughs> um, in Buffalo, uh, quarterback Josh Allen was limited to practice. They're calling it a sprained foot or a toe injury, depending who you ask, but they're pretty sure he's going to play this week um it doesn't look like we're gonna get the Mitchell Trubisky experience who is also fresh off his own bout with COVID but he will at least be active should he be called upon and running back Taiwan Taiwan Johnson Jones oh can't can't talk today that's a good sign uh Taiwan Jones is not practicing with a knee injury wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders also didn't practice today with his own knee injury keep an eye on that that may go down to game time in Carolina Panthers designated Sam Darnold to return from IR. Who thought that this would probably be the best quarterback news they could get? <laughs> he's he's probably still a week or two away from being game ready, but um Cam Newton, you know, the the music's starting to play, they're gonna play him off stage here. Ten million dollar mistake. Uh wide receiver DJ Moore, limited to practice with a hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that one as well. In Chicago, Justin Fields suffered a bruised hand and possibly ego on Sunday, He's questionable with hand injury. He's going to play. don't farm was still worse off than he is. And in Cincinnati, wide receiver T Higgins, questionable with an ankle injury. He's been eliminated probably all week. He likely will play. And Joe Burrow is still dealing with the dislocated pinky that he suffered. He's not practicing. Again, he'll play, but I wouldn't anticipate a lot out of him in practice this week. In Dallas, running back Tony Pollard is not practicing with that foot injury. You know, maybe not a week they have to push him, unfortunately, against your Giants. And left tackle Tyron Smith is not going to play this week, which is going to be a little bit of an issue for uh, that offense. It's it's a little harder to get holes for your run game and and some production for uh, Dak Prescott. So keep that in mind when you're figuring out who you want to put in your lineup this week. Out in Denver, running back Melvin Gordon, III, he did practice. He wasn't scheduled to practice, dealing with a thumb injury, but it's a good sign that he actually decided to practice in spite of that. And in Detroit, running back DeAndre Swift, not practicing with a shoulder injury. TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, is also not practicing with a hand injury. Remember, both of them did not play last week. This is not a great sign to start this week. In Green Bay, wide receiver Marquez has scantling is limited at practice with a back injury. That's going to be a time decision. Running back Aaron Jones was back at practice, albeit limited with his knee injury. Aaron Rodgers now practicing with that stupid toe injury that we can't stop hearing about. And wide receiver Randall Cobb was placed on IR with a groin injury. Out in Houston, running back Rex Burkhead is officially already rolled out this week with a groin injury. Uh, Colts Colt and Jack Doyle is limited at practice today with an ankle injury out in Jacksonville we're not even going to get into all of the Urban Meyer drama um, but injury wise notable that both running back James Robinson and Carlos Hyde are dealing with injuries. Carlos Hyde's not practicing he's still dealing with a concussion and James Robinson's dealing with that heel knee a.k.a. high ankle sprain. He's limited. He's going to play but The matchup's better than last week. I would like to see him put up more than half a point. Not at all bitter about this. In Las Vegas, they were awarded the next Super Bowl today, so good for them. Less good for them is tight end Darren Waller, still not practicing with his knee and back injuries. Also adding uh, some salt to the wound is that Foster Moreau was limited to practice. He's dealing with an abdominal injury. Things at tight end are not good for the Raiders right now. The Chargers playing tomorrow night uh, have Austin Eckler, their running back, listed as questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision with that ankle injury, but they're saying he's mostly just sore. As long as nothing locks up before tomorrow night's game, he should be fine. In Minnesota, wide receiver receiver Adam Thielen didn't play last week with that high ankle sprain. He's questionable this week, but reportedly making good progress. He tends to heal fast and play through a lot, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did play this week, which would be really nice for a lot of guys going into their playoff matchups. In New England, running backs Damian Harris and Brandon Bolden were both limited at practice with hamstring and knee injuries respectively. Likely both will play. Also in some kicker news, Nick Folk limited at practice with a knee injury. Again, it's playoff time. you got to worry about this kind of stuff. In New Orleans, wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey is not practicing with a hamstring injury. Mostly his name's just fun to say, but he's actually probably somebody you need to consider off the waiver wire this week. Out in New York, Sherpa's Giants are finding new and different ways to keep guys off the field. Uh, we've got two wide receivers with COVID got a bunch injured. Saquon Barkley is not practicing with his ankle injury. Daniel Jones is limited with his neck injury. He keeps coming to practice thinking he's going to play. <laughs> I don't really know why this is still happening, but um, reportedly he is not going to start this week. I think he's still campaigning to, but Mike Lennon is more than likely your starter in New York. On the other side of town, uh, quarterback Mike White has gotten over COVID, but now has a non-COVID illness and is not practicing, so that's not great. (laughs) Running back Michael Carter, however, is getting healthier. He was designated to return from from IR. He's had that ankle sprain. Looks like he may be back this week, especially with uh, running back Kevin Coleman dealing with a concussion. He's not practicing now, but they expect him to get cleared before the game Sunday, so clearly he's progressing pretty well. Out in Philadelphia, on the other side of that Giants matchup, Eagles running backs Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders were both limited at practice. Howard's dealing with a knee injury. Sanders re-injured his ankle uh, before their bye last week. And Jalen Hurts is still dealing with an ankle injury. He's questionable. If he and Gardner Minshew have been splitting reps at practice so far. So likely we won't know till Friday or Saturday what's going on there. In Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger's not practicing. It's a Wednesday. The the sky is blue. The grass is green. This is just what happens. He's going to be listed with pectoral and shoulder injuries all season long. He's still going to play come Sunday. T.J. Watt, however, was limited to practice with a groin injury. I'd be a little more concerned about that. Out in San Francisco, running back Elijah Mitchell's not practicing, dealing with knee irritation and a concussion. Tight end George Kittle also didn't practice today. They held him out. His knee is sore, but it looks like he should be able to play this weekend. Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette also dealing with knee soreness. He's not practicing, but, again, they seem pretty confident that he is going to be out there this weekend. In Washington, wide receiver Terry McLaurin was knocked out of the game in the first quarter with a concussion. He is not practicing still, still in the concussion protocol, as is running back J.D. McKissick, who has been in the concussion protocol since last week, and he's still not practicing, so definitely be concerned about that. Curtis Samuel didn't practice as well. His groin got a little more sore after game on Sunday, so we'll wait and see on that. It's also confirmed now that Ted and Logan Thomas did not fact tear his ACL, so we're not going to see him again this season or at the start of the next season. And quarterback Taylor Honeycomb was knocked out of the game last week uh with pretty much a whole body injury, but they're calling it an elbow injury. He said he felt better today. He's not feeling uh pain there. He's on track to start Sunday, which is really good because Kyle Allen's got COVID. <laughs> so... There you go. What have you done in in our long, unfortunate COVID absence, Sherpa?
0: <laughs> um, Blue and I went out and did the TikTok door kicking challenge in our neighborhood, unfortunately. Several <laughs> of our neighbors are pretty heavily armed, so it made the whole thing a bit more of an adventure than I would have liked, but we're back.
1: I'm glad I'm glad you and Blue made it out. You know, he's gonna dominate his turf yeah. every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this will just make him even more uh, cocky than he already is
1: probably there's there's no stopping that guy <laughs> Nope. oh man so we have a few holes this week you got you anybody out there that's still alive on the waiver wire that you like
0: not really but I'll give you some names anyway <laughs> um, so um, last week we recommended Rashad Penny just to pat ourselves on the back and yeah, actually I he actually started him on a team. Thank and... God. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't start him. I did pick him up in a league though where um that's the league where I lost Cam Akers at the beginning of the season. So I've been just kind of oh. you know, preoccupied or, you know, just prioritizing any running back who I think might have a pulse and be effective. So mm-hmm. he's, on the bench in that league. Now I'm not sure I really want to use them this week against the Rams, but uh, we'll talk more about that. But, um, and again, these names I'm giving you, they're not all great starts this week, but I'm assuming that if you're scouring the waiver wire um, for names, then you're in the playoffs that you're probably only doing so either for bench depth for future weeks, or because you've got some guy that, you know, just got COVID and, you know, it's yeah. left a big hole in your lineup, or if you have three or four running backs on your team all with COVID, um, you know you might want to pick up somebody that doesn't have COVID, just as a backup plan, yeah. if their matchup isn't particularly good. But anyway, the best of the options, still widely available on the waiver wire. Uh, Rashad Penny is not widely available on the waiver wire anymore, but um, some people who are. Uh, Running back-wise, Dontrell Hilliard is probably my favorite um, of the bunch, although, again, don't really like the matchup this week against Pittsburgh. Ty Johnson, another one, don't really like the player, don't like the matchup. Uh, Carlos Hyde, actually a pretty decent matchup, and I don't know what the Jaguars are doing with James Robinson, but seems to border on malfeasance or incompetence or malpractice or incompetence. But uh, Carlos Hyde has an injury of... His own, so um, we'll see about that. Uh, Jeff Wilson liked the matchup. Elijah Mitchell may or may not be healthy. Uh, Royce Freeman, there's a name you haven't heard in a while. He's with uh, Houston now, the other end of the Houston Jacksonville um, matchup. Naim Himes, uh, Latavius Murray, and then going down to some less healthy options, uh, Tevin Coleman and Brandon Bolden. But again, if you're picking up guys to guys who either have COVID or might not play because of COVID you probably want to avoid guys that are uh, injured. So be warned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is slim pickings out there, but at this point it's, it's just survive. (laughs) You want to, you want to have as much bench depth as you can.
0: Yep. um, Wide receiver things are a little bit uh, brighter. Russell Gage at the top of my list has had several, um, the games recently Mm -hmm. and uh, has a matchup with um, San Francisco this week where Matt Ryan figures to be throwing the ball a lot, so um, he's definitely their number one receiver there, although um, just sort of speculatively, I picked up Calvin Ridley in one league uh, this week. I don't expect to um, be able to benefit from that at all, but hopefully he's getting well, and uh, if he is, that'll be enough. Um, I'll just pick up somebody else if uh, need be. But uh, A.J. Green, somebody, you know, we've been touting pretty much every week this season, still on the waiver wire in about half of leagues, and you can't ask for a better matchup than he has against Detroit this week. And also with DeAndre Hopkins out, you know, he figures to be the number one target there. So uh, he's
1: mm-hmm.
0: somebody that uh, would really highly recommend Um Amon Ross, St. Brown, not so keen on the matchup just because I don't think the Lions will score a lot of points, but he's definitely been, you know, the target. Um, Jared Goff's primary target last couple weeks. K.J. Osborne in Minnesota, LaVisca Chennault, Tim Patrick, T.Y. Hilton, Robbie Anderson, Josh Reynolds, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Rashad Bateman, Marquez Valdez-Scampling, Rondale Moore, and Gabriel Davis uh, rounding out the waiver-wire list. But uh, again, some of these guys not necessarily guys I'd want to call for desperate measures. So I gave you a rather expensive list this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, you gotta throw it all against the wall and see what sticks, right?
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Speaking of that, a quarterback. uh, You're not gonna like my um, number Mm -hmm. one uh, recommendation recommendation this week, but by quite a wide margin, I think Tua Tagovailoa is the. He's healthy, he's got the Jets, and his running backs Mm -hmm. are uh, largely uh, ill or thought to be ill or close contacts of people who have COVID, so I really like his prospects this week and what figures to be a high-scoring game for the Dolphins. Uh, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, and then uh, going further down the list or deeper into the pool, uh, Justin Fields, Ben Roethlisberger, and Case Keenum, who figures to uh, start a thicker Mayfield camp and has already filled in pretty well for him a couple of times this yeah. season.
1: I mean, he's really right, healthier. Tight... <laughs>
0: yeah, which is all you can ask for in somebody you're picking up off the waiver wire at this time of the season or I shouldn't say all you can have for but that's the primary uh, yeah. um, feature you want and someone you're picking off the waiver wire at this point. Uh tight end wise Tyler Conklin. I don't know why, but he's still out there in the majority of leagues. Uh Ricky Fields Jones, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, who may or may not be uh the tight end one um Will Disley may have uh, supplanted him there but uh Anyway, uh, C.J. Ozama, who seems to be on the list every other week or so, but I don't really like the matchup. Mm-hmm. But if you're desperate, pick him up and Cole commit. Again, not sure who his quarterback is going to be or how effective they're going to be, but he's a healthy body at a position where, you know, if you need somebody on Monday night, you know, he's, he's your guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you got to have somebody out there.
0: Defense's uh, streaming options this week, it's not a lot of uh, good options out there. Philadelphia against Washington, Washington against Philadelphia, Pittsburgh against Tennessee, Cincinnati at Denver, Minnesota at Chicago, Las Vegas at Cleveland, Cleveland versus Las Vegas, Jacksonville versus Houston, Houston at Jacksonville, those are the options. So you can see there's several uh, games that I expect are going to be pretty low scoring this week. But. Hopefully you're yeah. not having to stream a defense, but if you need to, there there's several decent options out there. And don't be afraid yeah. to pick there's up Jacksonville, Houston, just because the teams stink. You know, if they have a good matchup this week, that's all you care about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it really is. There's there's got to be you're living for the week, not necessarily for the season at this point.
0: Right. No no long range planning required anymore. The only way I can see long range planning is if the whole rest of your team is healthy and or, you know, you've got a first round buy and you're looking ahead to matchups in weeks uh, Mm -hmm. 16 and 17. But other than that, you know, if you're playing um, just for this week, you know, don't worry about what the player's matchup is like in in week 16 or 17, you know, just grab somebody that has a good matchup this week, hope for the best and live to fight another week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I do. All right.
0: So before we get into the player recommendations, just a couple quick strategy things. Um, would you do anything, Just generally, do you do anything differently in a playoff week than you would otherwise?
1: Um, I think I'm I'm a little more active as far as the waiver wire mostly just because a lot of times during the season I'm willing to play the long game. I'm willing to sacrifice a week for the greater good. And it served me pretty well, but like you said, we're playing just for this week and especially with COVID and things like that out there, I try to go to the waiver wire and do it sooner just because there's so much uncertainty and there's really not a lot of options out there.
0: Yeah. That's- Yeah, especially with COVID. I mean, it's unlikely that, you know, the injuries or not the injuries, that the um, illnesses, the positive tests that we've known about already Mm -hmm. as of Wednesday evening, that that's going to be the end of it by this weekend. With this thing spreading as quickly as it is again, you know, there's likely to be at least, you know, another handful of significant players who have it and, you know, might not be available to your team. So just, Keep monitoring your roster every day. Make sure that uh, you have a plan B and even a plan C for somebody that's, um, you know, tested positive or close contact.
1: Yeah, it's a a whole new wrinkle. (laughs) We haven't had to uh, deal with it to this extent, especially before. So we're really going to see how strategy plays out here.
0: The other strategy point that I'll bring up is if my team is, if I look at my team compared to the other team and I think I'm in pretty good shape, if I'm either favored or if it's an even, you know, pretty even Mm -hmm. matchup, I'll probably go with the guys that I think, you know, know, I would start, you know, normally. But if I'm a heavy underdog, I'm more likely to swing for the fences. I don't care if I lose by two points or 50 points, you know, if I think, you know, not this week, but if Josh Gordon were my best option, Last week for scoring a touchdown, I think that's my sort of um, differentiator at this point in the season. How much, how many points do I think his team is going to score, and do I think that person has a chance? That player has a chance to find the end zone or not? And if the answer is yes, even if it's Josh Gordon, one reception for one yard, but it's a touchdown, I'll take those seven or eight points as a floor um, for a flex and, and. move on and worry about other positions then. But yeah, you know, I think, you know, especially if you look up and down the lineup, think you're, you know, likely to end up on the short end of the stick, you might as well swing for the fences, And, you know, if you lose again, it doesn't matter how much you lose by, but uh, you might just uh, get lucky and, you know, get a, a gift touchdown or two that you weren't expecting.
1: Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, I definitely at that point, you're just, you're just hoping to get higher than you're projected. Whoever's got a higher ceiling, not necessarily a higher floor at that point, it makes a lot more sense to me. So I'm with you on that. And I tend to factor in um, – I, I do look at who I think is going to score more points team-wise. Like, I just figure if they're scoring more, there's more fantasy points to go around, and, like, especially if I'm looking at maybe deciding between a running back on a team that's going to score a lot and one that's not or – you know, even if I'm thinking there might be garbage time, at least I think that running back may get more touches than James Robinson at this point, who I'm just still starting in spite of everything. But it's it certainly you want to be more in a, you know, a shootout on Monday night than you want to be in a 12-6 to 6 game. There's just, there's just not as much value for you there.
0: I mean, just to give you an example, if I had – you know, one spot at wide receiver, and I were trying to decide between Chase Claypool um, and Jalen Waddell. Say, you know, normally I'd pick Chase Claypool. You know, I think, you know, he's probably Jaylen higher the in the pecking yeah. order. And, you know, he's the guy that I would pick. Or Deontay. Oh, let's even use Deontay Johnson. I'll take it up, you know, mm-hmm. a notch. So Deontay Johnson, the yes, you know, Jalen Waddle. I think Deontay Johnson, more talented player, you know, definitely somebody of more weeks than you know, not, you know, I would start him over Jalen Waddle probably almost every week. But this week I think Miami has a much higher um ceiling than Pittsburgh does mm-hmm. point wise given the opponents. So, you know, if you told me that you wanted to start Jalen Waddle over Deontay Johnson, I think that's a perfectly defensible move this week.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I just think that he's got a, a higher potential. Sure, Ben Roethlisberger had a, a phenomenal second half last week. Do I think that will happen again? I don't know. And if I do, I think maybe a defense is a little more ready for it than they were before. And I just – I think Jalen Waddles getting hot at the right time, especially with not having any running backs. I think that's a good good indicator. But I'm with you there that um, taking more of a flyer is, is something I'm more apt to do right now.
0: Yeah, especially if your team is is a heavy underdog or even a moderate underdog, you know, I just embrace the variance and go for it. So.
1: Yeah, might as well might as well get weird. So, <laughs> yep.
0: So how how about some uh, player rankings? Uh, who do you like um, running back wise this week?
1: Yeah, despite what it sounds like, we do actually like some players this week. <laughs> there are still some healthy players. Uh, Dalvin Cook's at the top of my list, even more so now that Alexander Madison Hamilton, uh, has COVID and at any second I expect for Cousins to drop, but he might have the immune system of, of, a, a robot at this point. I don't understand how he doesn't have COVID, but good for him. Dalvin Cook, I think is going to need to put up a lot of points for them to stay relevant in that game. Austin Eckler, even with, uh, a potential ankle issue and the fact that Thursday night games are always weird. I still think he's a must start. Jonathan Taylor, same thing. Um, it, that Colts team, I think, is going to be better than people think. Coming off the bye, it's going to be a good scene. Alvin Kamara, we don't know if Ingram's going to get cleared or not, but Kamara has a good matchup. Nick Chubb, who is one of the only healthy people. He's already had COVID, so I feel good putting him in the lineup. Not really sure what the rest of the Browns are going to look like, but I feel like Nick Chubb will be okay on the field this week. Leonard Fournette, again, not worried about the knee, knee soreness. He'll practice later in the week. Cordero Patterson is about the only good thing the Falcons have going for them, despite the fact that every team is now preparing for him. He's still scoring points, so I'm putting him in my lineup. Najee Harris out in Pittsburgh. Josh Jacobs uh, looks like he's going to have a, an easier time now that all of the Browns have COVID. And Joe Mixon, even with a tough defensive matchup, I think has some good value this week.
0: All right, not a lot of overlap this week, but a couple names at the top. So <laughs> that's, uh... Maybe an encouraging sign. Uh, Dalvin Cook also at the top of my list this week. Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette, John Connor. Again, you know, buyer beware as far as injuries with those guys go. Uh, Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards, Hilaire, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Cordero, Patterson, Aaron Jones, and Elijah Mitchell. Again, you know, copy at them tour. Um, if they're healthy, start them with confidence. Uh, honorable mentions, Daryl Henderson again if healthy. Devin Singletary, Austin Eckler if healthy, Damian Harris if healthy,
1: and David Johnson. Yeah, I mean it's healthy pretty much for everybody. But it, it's a good list. There's running backs are, are healthier than some of the other positions this week, just at least your top tier guys. So hopefully it stays that way. Uh, the list to avoid for me starts with all of the Dolphins running backs. I'm not sure who will or won't have COVID, who's going to get on the field, who's not. I do know none of them are going to have any practice time, so it's not a great thing. Also staying away from Miles Sanders, I, I'm not getting fooled by, oh, he's practicing, his ankle's feeling better. No, 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 no. I'm not buying what we're selling. I think Kenneth Gainwell's probably going to out outperform everybody else in that backfield. Darnest Johnson uh, – Staying away from him, even though there's not a lot of healthy guys on that Cleveland offense, he also still hasn't had COVID yet. So something to keep in mind, plus Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter there, Mike Davis, Janie McKissick, uh, Naheem Hines, David Johnson, Jeremy McNichols, Ramondre Stevenson, and Matt Breida in Buffalo.
0: Joe Mixon um, and Josh Jacobs, who I think were both on your recommended list, are both on my avoid list. Sure um, Rashad <laughs> Penny. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, uh, Chuba Hubbard, both the Tennessee backs, Donta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, even though I did mention them in the waiver Wire segment. Again, remember only if desperate. Uh, Devontae yeah. Freeman and Tevin Coleman rounding out my avoid list with a dishonorable mention to Ty Johnson.
1: Sorry, Ty Johnson. Welcome back. You're on the dishonorable mention list. <laughs> exactly. How about uh wide receivers who are you like in this week?
0: Uh, The top two or three pretty clear favorites to me, Devontae Adams, Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson. Start those guys with a healthy dose of confidence. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Green, Alan Waddell, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Mike DeFond Diggs rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention to Amari Cooper, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, and C.D. Lamb.
1: And we've got, we've got a little bit of overlap. I've got Cooper Cup at the top of my list. I have Tyree Kill at two, Debo Samuel at three, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson rounding out my top five, Stefan Diggs checking in at six, CeeDee Lamb, who is on your honorable mention, up at seven for me, Jalen Waddell, who we talked about a little bit before, Deontay Johnson, and Hunter Renfro sneaking into the top ten.
0: Okay. My avoid list, uh, Jamar Chase at the top of it, DK Metcalf. Uh, DJ Moore, Hunter Renfro is on my avoid list, uh, Julio Jones, Mon St. Brown, Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins, Marquise Brown, and Jamison Crowder rounding out my avoid list and dishonorable mentions to Josh Reynolds and Robbie Anderson.
1: All right, that's fair. Um, I have Alan Lazard at the top of my list, Christian Kirk checking in. Uh, I think we we like A.J. Green. I think both of us better out of the two there, a.k.a. one half of A.J. Colors. Jerry Judy, Jameson Crowder, Jacoby Myers. A um, little on the fence about him, but for now he's staying on my avoid list. K.J. Osborne, who was stealing coming back, is going to lose some of those targets. LaVisca Chenault in Jacksonville. Devontae Smith in Philadelphia is going to be on a lot of people's start list. He is on my sit list. I don't think things are actually going to go as well as everyone thinks they are in Philly. We'll get there in a little bit. Kenny Galladay, one of the only healthy receivers in in New York, and Gabriel Davis, running out my top ten.
0: Or my okay. bottom ten, sorry. How about <laughs> one of the tens? Uh, how about um, yeah. quarterbacks? Who's at the top of your list this week?
1: Loving your favorite quarterback, Josh yeah. Allen. I think the matchup is great. A lot of good happening here. Justin Herbert, even on a Thursday night, gonna gonna put him all the way up at two. Uh, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady at five for me this week. Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and his pinky toe that feels worse every week. Uh, Jalen Hurts, slash Gardner Minshew, whoever starts for the Eagles, I'll put at eight. Matthew Stafford and Taysom Hill running out the top ten.
0: All right. Uh, We have some overlap, not too much. Uh, Kyler Murray at the top of my list. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, my second favorite quarterback. This uh, week, I actually picked them up in a league just before the show for my playoff game this week. We'll see how that works out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, three. Matthew Stafford, four. Patrick Mahomes, five. Kirk Cousins, six. Justin Herbert, seven. Dak Prescott, eight. Tom Brady, nine. Jimmy Garoppolo, ten. Honorable mentions oh. to Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, and David Mills.
1: Okay. All right, Davis Mills, who had himself a very nice week last week, I gotta say, I was I was happy to see that. Good for him. Um, my bottom ten has some names that are on your top ten. I'm sure you're surprised. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, whoever starts for the Browns, I'm I'm saying no to. There's just too much turmoil. I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's not. I don't want any part of it. Mac Jones at number two on my list. Jimmy Garoppolo, shocker, ball, shocks is also on my avoid list. Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Fields, uh, Russell Wilson, Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Lawrence, Cam Newton, and Joe Burrow.
0: Okay, um, Lamar Jackson at the top of my avoid list for this week. Russell mm. Wilson, okay. Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Cam Newton, or Sam Darnold, or P.J. Walker, whoever starts there in Carolina, <laughs> and Zach Wilson rounding out my list of quarterbacks who do not want to be starting in your playoff matchup okay. this week.
1: No, we don't. <laughs> There's a lot you want to stay away from, less that you're excited about starting. I think that's fair to say.
0: Yeah. Process of elimination.
1: Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> How about tight ends? Who are you liking?
0: Um, it's weird. This is like throwback week. Travis, Kelsey, Zachary, Ooh. and George Kittle, actually the top three on my okay. list this week. Uh, uh, your friend Mike Gasicki checking in at number four on my list. Rob Markowski, yeah. Tyler Conklin, Tyler Higby, Kyle Pitts, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Dalton Schultz rounding out my top ten. Uh, honorable I'll mentions to time. Dawson Knox,
1: <clears throat> Hunter Henry,
0: uh, Josiah DeGara, who we mentioned for the first time last week. Uh, you know, got you maybe seven points if you um, had to start him. And, uh, Jared Cook. Uh, so that, that's my uh, tight end recommended list for this week. Who, who's on yours? Thank
1: you. George Kittle is at the top of my list. Mark Andrews checking in at number two. I think we see this uh, Ravens team a little differently. <laughs> a little foreshadowing there, people. Travis Kelsey coming in at number three. Rob Gronkowski. Dawson Knox all the way up to five. It wouldn't be a top ten list without putting Mike Gusecki on it. So here we are again. <laughs> yeah. Dallas Goddard. This week uh, justified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And actually, I liked him so much I actually put him on the list twice when I originally did it. I had him at six and eight, but I decided to probably once was enough. So, seven, Dalton Schultz is at eight, Kyle Pitts at nine, and Pat farrer at ten.
0: Okay. I have Mark Andrews at the top of my avoid list, T.J. No, Hawkinson, no, <laughs> Darren Waller, uh, Foster Moreau, C.J. Ozama, uh, Gerald Everett, Will Bisley, Jeff Swaim, Ryan Griffin, and Ian Thomas, and hopefully we don't have to start any of those last uh, five or six guys unless you're in a league where you're forced to start three tight ends or something.
1: Yeah, I would think i start two tight end spots. Like, there's actually two tight end spots, and I'm to take like, the topic and to put one in the flat. But anyway, I digress. DJ uh, Hawkinson, at the top of my voice list, as much as it pains me to do, just mathematically and with a bad hand, it just, just doesn't make sense. Uh, Ricky Fields joined. <clears throat> either Austin Hooper or David Njoku. If either of them get cleared or whoever else is going to play tight end for the Cleveland Browns, I'm staying away. I think he's a sense of here. Gerald Everett, who actually scored a touchdown last week, good for him. I don't know if he's going to have the same success. Sissy, Cole Komet, I mean, if you're playing on any, any other team, it might be a, an easier start. James O'Shaughnessy, Noah Font, and Tyler Conklin.
0: Okay, uh, how about defenses? Who do you like this week?
1: Well, and you said there's a lot of lower-scoring games this week, so a little more advantageous defensively. I've got uh, Miami, Dallas, the Cardinals against the Lions. I mean, that that feels like a no-brainer. The Bills, again, a very similar situation there. 49ers, Buccaneers, uh, Browns, despite the fact they're in of COVID, <laughs> the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars checking in at number 10.
0: Hey, I've got um, Arizona, Buffalo, Green Bay, Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, Denver, the Rams, Las Vegas, and Cincinnati on my uh, top ten list.
1: Got uh, the Patriots hanging out on my avoid list as well as the Packers, the Titans, the Broncos, the Rams, uh, the Eagles, the Bengals, the Colts, the Steelers, and the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, we don't have too much overlap there. I've got the Lions at the top of my list, Jets, Chargers, Seattle, Atlanta, Baltimore, Chicago, Kansas City, New England, and Carolina.
1: Yeah, nothing, not a whole lot of good's happening for Carolina. Not even that just the team's bad, but even the guys on IR are getting COVID. Like, Chris McCaffrey's got COVID. Things are really bad in Carolina.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: all right. Shall should we,
1: we look at the game picks? To... Yeah, let's get crazy. Sure.
0: Um, Thursday night game is a pretty attractive one, uh, just as the Monday night game it's was been a attractive. a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, Kansas City traveling to the Chargers, and Kansas City is one of those teams that really seems to have turned it around, especially on defense the last few weeks. Um, you know, you might have been targeting them for your uh, fantasy um, players, uh, earlier in the season, but not so much now. Uh, just ask anybody, mm-hmm. you know, like me, that started Derek Carr last week. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. in one league. But anyway, um, I think Kansas City is, even though they, you know, are on the road, it's a short week. I like them to win this game, um, albeit not by much. I think it's a shootout, but uh, I'll go with the Patrick Mahomes 31 and the Justin Herbert's 27.
1: I actually picked the exact same score. Um, I have Kansas City doing 30. Well, I have, I have 30, 27 so we're right there. Um, a lot of people are picking the Chargers. I I think that it's a little silly to underestimate Kansas City. I, I feel like maybe they're not getting the respect they should. I understand that they're chaotic at best right now, but talent-wise, Patrick Mahomes, I still think, is going to show up when it matters most. You've got Clyde edwards players back. They're getting healthier despite... Josh Gordon and a couple of defenders having COVID. Um, I think on a Thursday, anything weird can happen. And I think that we this week, that means that Kansas City's going to win 30 27. But yes, one of the higher scoring games of the week.
0: Yeah, and um, one thing that is nice, you know, to part, at least partially offset all the COVID tests is that we're through the bye weeks finally and have, you know, a full
1: complement of
0: 32 teams playing. So there's player pools maybe a little bit. Uh, um, deeper than it might be otherwise, but still the
1: it's
0: upset by the fact that there's so many people with COVID. So um, yeah. next up, the two Saturday games. Um, so don't forget to set your lineups uh, if you've got any players on the Browns, the Raiders, the Colts, or the Patriots. Um, but yeah. uh, Cleveland hosting Las Vegas, these are two teams that are having challenges right now. Raiders can't seem to play well Cleveland, you know, capable of playing well, but you know, then you lose your quarterback and other key players to COVID potentially. So, um, the only reason I'm picking Cleveland here, two reasons are one they're at home and two that we've already seen case Keenum play effectively in relief of Baker Mayfield this season, but, uh, I'm expecting a relatively low scoring game. So hopefully you don't have to start players from either of these teams, but, uh, I'll go with a final score of Cleveland twenty-four and Vegas twenty-one.
1: I see this going the other way, um, not just because the Browns are decimated by COVID, which is a factor in this. I think that Vegas they gotta they have to walk into a win every now and then. I know it's after daylight savings. I know they're traveling. It's Saturday. There's a lot working against them here. But even if Darren Waller is in play, I think they'll they'll be cohesive enough. You don't have to set the world on fire, but I think they'll do just enough to win. I think Josh Jacobs will end up having a ace nice day. I think Derek Carr will do better. I'm happy starting Hunter Renfro as a flex option this week. I've got Vegas winning 28-21. Um, so uh, I've, I've got a little more points, but I think Vegas is going to take this one. So I feel like we're in mid-season form. We've got a disagreement already in the second game. We've been too agreeable the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, this this next one we may disagree on too, although uh, based on your comments before, maybe not. So New England, Indianapolis uh, both coming off bye weeks. New England was looking really, really good um, before the bye. Indianapolis was looking pretty good themselves. Going to go against the grain a little bit here perhaps and say that uh, Indianapolis is going to, you know, in the controlled environment of the Dome rather than the swap in Buffalo, I think they're I'm going to be able to uh, slow New England down just enough. I think New England actually will have to throw the ball a little more than a high school team typically does in a game, but um, Mm -hmm. I'll say final score here, uh, the Jonathan Taylor's 27 and the Bill Belichick's 24.
1: Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor does end up being the difference in this, but even, you know, Bill Belichick's basically take away what you do the best and then you have to beat them with whatever you do second best, even if Carson Wentz has to be the one that beats the Patriots. I think he can. And I think that's going to, that's going to give a little more confidence, a little more credence to this Colts team, who I think is much better than people give them credit for. I think Darius Leonard is going to pose a real problem for Mac Jones. I don't care that the Patriots and Bill Belichick are studying hard knocks in season footage as part of their game prep for the Colts this week, which is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, But it's Bill Belichick, so it is what it is. But I've like got the Colts winning twenty seven, twenty-three. I think Mac Jones is gonna have a hard time against this defense, and I think the Colts are an overall better team, and I think that'll show this week.
0: Okay, next up we've got uh, the first of the Sunday early games, uh, Arizona traveling to Detroit short week, traveling uh three time zones, but yeah, you know, I don't think that's gonna matter. This is my uh pick for the blowout of the week. Um I'm not exactly yeah. uh You know, traveling any new ground here, but I'm going to pick Arizona in a palindromic score: Arizona 41, Detroit 14.
1: I've got it a little closer. I've got Arizona Arizona winning 33-17. Detroit will score some points. Probably garbage time. I don't necessarily know if Kyler Murray is going to play this whole game, but. Detroit got hit hard with COVID last week. They they elevated their whole practice squad before the game, and, like, guys are practically introducing themselves pregame, which is not ideal for winning a football team. Plus, you're already the Lions. But not everyone's back off the COVID list. They still are very thin, and this Cardinals team, even with 100 injuries, is still just going to make them look pretty foolish. This is not the game to watch this week. This is not the one. Next. Probably not the next one either. Next. <laughs>
0: Uh, probably not. Uh, Carolina at Buffalo. Buffalo has certainly looked very mediocre the last, uh, the middle portion of the season after looking like uh, one of the best teams uh, early on. Um, I think Carolina is going to help them look really good again. Uh, Carolina's a mess at quarterback and um you know, just I think they are really a different team without Christian McCaffrey and, you know, without a quarterback. That doesn't help either. I think Buffalo wins this pretty easily. I'll say final score, Buffalo 27, Carolina 17, and it might not even matter if Josh Allen is fully healthy or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, even with one foot, he should be fine. I think it would be interesting when Sam Darnold comes back, maybe like Cam Newton line up as a running back. What are you going to lose at this point? Um, but he is not your answer at quarterback and certainly not against this Buffalo defense. One thing worth noting, uh, the Bills did just downgrade Emmanuel Sanders from questionable to doubtful for this week, so he's probably not going to be on the field. I don't think that's going to be a huge problem for the Bills. It might be for your fantasy team. So have a, have a certainly a good plan B there, because it doesn't look good for him. However, I think the Bills win handily. I've got him winning by two touchdowns, 34-20. And I mean, if there's one thing I'm certain of, it's Cannon's going to run one touchdown into the end zone. That's what he does. Beyond that, it's not going to be real pretty.
0: All right, next up we've got uh, Dallas at the Giants. Dallas, uh, second week in a row with a conference road game or a division road game last week. They got off to the fast and furious start against the football team and almost gave it away. And they tried so Um, hard to give it away. (laughs) This week, um, I think it will also be closer than you would think, and that's because the Giants' defense is actually pretty good at defending the pass. That's about the best
1: uh, thing they do,
0: but um, I I still think that uh, Dallas will find just enough offense to win this. I'll say Dallas 27, Giants 24, and uh, just an interesting fun fact, Mike Lennon has been on uh, different teams six seasons in a row, and hopefully he'll keep that string going next season.
1: He beats the Cowboys every freaking year. Not him personally, but whoever he's employed by
0: No. not gonna let that string off the land this year.
1: That's <laughs> one string that will end
0: this year, <laughs> but if it doesn't, we'll know why they they won.
1: yeah, there you go that that's gonna be my problem with the cowboys, like you said, they tried really hard to give Washington that game last week a whole comedy of errors, but as you alluded to, the Giants' defense, their pass defense, is really not a bad defense at all. Like they're a top ten pass defense, and people don't remember that. Um, with two running backs who are banged up, and Ezekiel Elliott with the bad knee, and Tony Pollard with the bad foot, Dak Prescott needs to actually like make correct reads down the field. And maybe look at the right side of the field instead of like just looking at no man's land and throwing interceptions. Because that could happen this week, and. This game makes me more nervous than it should. I have the Cowboys winning by a touchdown, 30-23. But even with Mike Glennon under center, which it looks like will probably happen, something weird always happens when the Cowboys play the Giants. Normally it's in Dallas, so I feel like they can probably overcome it this week. But we'll both be watching this game, probably both rooting for the same outcome because you want a better draft pick. But it it's going to be closer than it should be.
0: Yeah, we'll see. All right. Next up, yeah. a, a game that should be the close this week. Just FYI. <laughs> oh, after the Lions were finally eliminated last week, uh, just imagine Jim Mora jumping up and down if they had asked Dan Campbell really like about that the playoffs.
1: If thirty-seven things happened correctly, they could have still made the playoffs. I really enjoyed that it was still a thing.
0: Yeah, there was. Of course, it got you know shot <laughs> the hell because the Lions didn't win, which was pretty predictable, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I think any scenario, any thing that starts out with uh, six of those thirty-seven events uh, being that the, you know, or five of those thirty-seven <laughs> events being that the lines have to win all the remaining games is pretty is rendered it's pretty useful. It's a well, tough
1: sell. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they they lost me at that point, but anyway, That's it was an interesting lead. Um <laughs> Next game up is. Probably going to be one of the more competitive games. It's also one of the more difficult to figure out, and that's because both of these teams are so bad that it's hard to know um, what to look for here. I'll say that Houston, as bad as they are, has a little bit less uh, dysfunction going on with the coach right now. They're at home. So based on that and that alone, I'm going to pick them by field goal 27-24. If you haven't uh, gotten (laughs) a chance to check it out yet and you need a laugh, uh, check out the story about Urban Meyer and Josh Lambeau. I highly recommend oh
1: my God. it. <laughs> if we had more time, we would be talking about that today. What, what a whole mess. Um, as you said, both of these teams, Hot Mess Express. I like what Davis Mills is doing, and the Houston defense blitzes really well, which Trevor Lawrence is not doing well with. The fact that... For whatever reason, the coaching staff seems to hate james Robinson, also a problem for Jacksonville and my fantasy teams. I'm really upset about this if we when you have your your top wide receivers walking out of practice the day before games because the coaches they're so mad at the coach and they have to be cajoled back into the locker room, that's not ideal. I think there's too much drama i it's just it's, there's no way I he can't comes back after
0: this season i'm sorry there's, there's no just no way. way
1: i mean there's going to be a players union investigation against him it's going to be a whole issue now i think that houston's going to win this by a touchdown i've got him winning 24 17 i think it's going to be the, the houston defense and davis mills that's what's going to carry him.
0: okay next up we've got the dolphins hosting the jets hi kenny We've got the Dolphins uh, hosting the Jets. Kenny <laughs> uh, checking in.
1: Also yeah. feels some kind of way the about ginger this. Ginger
0: Cat has uh, checked in, even though Andy Dalton is involved here. But, uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, he's played be. for either of these teams. So, but no, anyway, shockingly.
1: Um, Maybe one yeah. day.
0: But uh, Miami hosting the Jets, and I think that um, this is not going to go well for the Jets. and um, I think they're going to further solidify their uh, top five draft pick here. I'll go with Miami by almost two touchdowns. we will say Miami 34, Jets 21.
1: I'm actually going to pick the Jets to win this game. Um, They're going to help your Giants get a better top five pick. I think the Jets are going to sneak into Miami, and they're going to steal one 24-21. Miami has no run game. Tua is not a great decision maker, even when there's a run game the defense has to consider. At this point, I don't feel real good about what's happening in Miami. They're going to get some points. Jalen Waddell's going to score a touchdown, hopefully more than that. He and Mike Gusecki will be out there. But I think that Zach Wilson's going to come in and steal one here. I, maybe it's maybe it's Ty Johnson and Michael Carter. I don't know, but they're going to find a way. Maybe it's Braxton Berrios. Crazy.
0: Um, I agree with the last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good DFS um, pick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Moving on, if you're stacking jets on your DFS team this week, um, I I think you're throwing your money away, but we'll
1: see. Great value.
0: Pittsburgh. (laughs) We'll
1: get there in a few minutes.
0: (laughs) All right. Pittsburgh hosting Tennessee. Hard to know with these two teams. Tennessee, obviously, is a better record. I still think that Pittsburgh, when healthy, is a better team. And uh, at home, I think they're going to pull this out. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh 24. Tennessee 21, and I'm not sure if it'll be Najee Harris or Ben Roethlisberger playing the key role here. Actually, it'll probably be Pittsburgh's defense playing the key role, but uh, I think the team with the worst record will pull off the home victory here.
1: I am still not respecting the Steelers or their defense. I think that will keep them in this game, but I've got Tennessee winning 21-13, so more than a touchdown, almost double digits. I think that Ryan Tannehill will be able to make, make some magic here. I think, despite the Pittsburgh defense, it's still going to be Tennessee all day, the whole way. I, this isn't going to feel like it's in doubt.
0: All right next up, we've got Washington at Philadelphia. Um, both of these teams hard to get a read on. Washington we thought was, you know, all of a sudden a contender, you know, heading into last week's game, and then you know they I guess they made a nice comeback but, you know, they're still you know, it doesn't count for anything and this week uh no now they're on the road against Philadelphia that was off last week. Um I to me this is a coin flip game. You know, who knows which team's more dysfunctional this week. But I'm gonna go with uh Washington even with the injuries and the COVID. I'll take them by a field goal over the Eagles. Uh, I'll take uh Washington twenty seven and um Whoever starts at quarterback for the Eagles, 24. Hopefully Jalen Hurts, but maybe
1: it's. Uh, I think they're going to your, be dumb enough to put Jalen Hurts Gardner out there. Minshew. Gardner Minshew gives him a better chance to win. He really does, but you know the Eagles have not asked me despite The fact that clearly I can fix this issue for them, but um, I thought I was going to have to sell you on this. But I'm also picking Washington, the WTF, the fighting, fighting Taylor Heineke to win 28-24. COVID notwithstanding the fact that they might might be fielding like a JV team, that's fine. Taylor Heineke is going to take his broken body out there. He's going to run for a bunch of yards. He's going to gut this thing out. Even with everyone having COVID, I'm not worried about it. The Eagles are still going to find a way to just somehow give the game away. Not necessarily Washington's a ton better, but Washington's a playoff team. They're going to probably sneak in there. It's ridiculous. Um, Philly Talk Radio is going to be very upset come Monday. It's going to be going well for them. So I've got Washington winning
0: 28-24. Okay. Um, San Francisco hosting Atlanta in the first of the late games. I think this will be one of the higher scoring <laughs> games of the day. And I know you are not going to pick Atlanta, but uh, San Francisco probably nope. your I'm second least favorite team. So. This will be a, an interesting uh, pick to hear, but I'm going with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's by a field goal. Uh, I'll say San Francisco 30, Atlanta 27.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of things about this game make me sad as a football fan. It's just there's just a lot of bad football being played here. Um, I think the 49ers are finally starting to figure out Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer quarterback, so maybe that's the only good thing coming out of this. As usual, we're multiple years running. I can't pick the Falcons to win the game; just can't do it. Um, I'm taking the 49ers and mostly the Debo Samuels and George Kittles to win 31-23. You don't even need to have Jimmy Garoppolo out there; you could just direct snap at the Debo Samuel, and I might feel even better about things. But I think the 49ers will will be able to squelch Cordero Patterson essentially.
0: You shocked me. I thought you were going to pick a final score of like three to two or two nothing.
1: I mean, I I, I thought about, like, maybe COVID can cancel this game. It's just a shame. This is the game I would rather have more players have COVID in.
0: (laughs) On that note, um,
1: Cincinnati (laughs) asked
0: asked Denver. um, Denver is a really heckle, a a Jekyll and Hyde team this season, and people like to heckle them, too. But um Yeah,
1: they actually are they are both Heckle and Cincinnati Jekyll and Hyde just, and all of it.
0: <laughs> and Cincinnati is just as strange, weird, hard to predict, uh, maybe even more so. Um normally you'd say, well Cincinnati played a lousy game, you know, last week and gave one away to San Francisco. They'll this is their week to uh bounce back and play well, but I, I don't think so. I think you know, they'll keep it yeah. interesting and I don't know how Denver actually scores points. I guess they have a pretty good ground game, although, you know, Melvin Gordon is, you know, um, not doing to well this week. when but, you get a bad uh,
1: thumb. Yeah. Not
0: green. Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, Broncos by a field goal, I'll say 24-21 in a game that I don't think is going to have a ton of fantasy value.
1: See, I, yeah, maybe not a ton of fantasy value. I, I agree with you. I've got Denver winning by field goal. I've got him 27-24, so I actually think there's going to be more scoring. I think Javante Williams, the rookie running back in Denver, is um, someone people really aren't talking nearly enough about. I probably watch more Denver games than the average fan. Um, I, I'm sure at some point I'll pick them up as another team I apologize for regularly, but – I don't I don't understand what's going on with their wide receivers and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is good. Their wide receivers are all individually good. It doesn't make sense that these things don't all work. But their defense hasn't given up given up a rush touchdown since week eight. We're now in week fifteen. Granted, there was a buy in there, but Cincinnati needs Joe Mixon to be the bulk of their offense for this to work, and that's not going to happen against the Denver defense. Plus, you have a lot of younger guys going up into Denver into that higher eleva- altitude and elevation. That scares the people more than they think. With the young team I think it's gonna have more of an impact. So I think Cincinnati is not gonna take Denver here. I think Denver gets the home field advantage and they win by a field goal.
0: Okay, Green Bay at Baltimore, um beginning of the season This probably We're looks going like a more key matchup. You know, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> against Lamar Jackson and who would have thought that uh you know, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. uh, broken toes and all is probably the healthier of the two quarterbacks at this point, but um Lots has happened, uh, but, um, I just think Green Bay has proven themselves to be resilient. I think now that, yeah, they're in line for the, yeah, NFC home field advantage. If they can, you know, keep their focus the next few weeks, I think they're going to, uh, do that here. And I'll say that Green Bay wins this one pretty easily. I'll say Green Bay 31 and uh, the Ravens 20 as they continue their collapse.
1: Well, we've got a battle of unvaccinated quarterbacks here. Immunized, COVID <laughs> This is not the game like you said we thought we were going to get when the season started. Um, despite that, uh, I I think that Baltimore, even with uh, an injured Lamar Jackson or maybe even a Tyler Huntley, who I like a whole lot more than the rest of the world does right now. I think Baltimore finds a way, 30 to 28. I think they're going to steal one here. Their defense is going to keep them in it. Uh, They're going to maybe be kicking 60-yard field goals. Whatever it takes, I think they're going to find a way to scrap and do it. And Aaron Rodgers says his foot feels worse. He can't scramble as much. His wide receivers are banged up. The run game also, you got Aaron Jones isn't healthy. I think Baltimore is going to find a way. I think they steal one here.
0: All right. Um the Rams hosting Seattle, Rams off of that uh, dramatic Monday night win, uh, getting themselves yeah. back into the firmly into the playoff hunt. Seattle showed signs of life, but again it was against Houston. Um yeah, I just you know, the Rams are another team that's just been really hard to predict this week. you know, this season. They started out looking really good and then lost, you know, they yeah. went through like a three week stretch where they games they shouldn't have, including a couple at home, but uh I think Monday night, uh, hopefully they might get the the chef. That's true, too. But um, I'm still picking them. I'll say uh, Rams uh, by 10, Rams 31, Seattle 21.
1: I'm also uh, picking them by 10. I'm picking them 34-24. So a lot of scoring. I don't think the Seattle team's real, and I don't think Russell Wilson's going to have the time to throw he needs going against this Rams defense, even if half of them have COVID. Um, hopefully they get guys like Jalen Ramsey back, but it, it, it just the Rams have to figure it out. These are the kind of teams they have to beat. you have to beat Seattle at home. You have to win these kind of games. And I think they're going to remind us why we were all picking them to go far in the playoffs this year.
0: Okay. The Sunday night game is Tampa Bay hosting new Orleans. Again, looked a lot more interesting when it looked like it would be a Jameis Winston revenge game, but, uh,
1: yeah, and we
0: saw Case how that went last time. Losing out. Yeah, Taysom oh. Hill, um, interesting player, but I just think you know, in Tampa Bay, always seems to you know make things a little more interesting than they should. So I'll say they only win by mm-hmm. a field goal, but I still think that they do win. I'll say Tampa Bay twenty-seven, New Orleans twenty-four.
1: I've got Tampa Bay winning twenty-eight twenty-seven. So very close game. Taysom Hill is going to be a, a big factor here. The Tampa defense—they struggle against some of these kind of unconventional offenses. Taysom Hill, even with plantar fasciitis or whatever's going on with his foot and his hand and head, shoulders, knees, and toes, I think he's going to do enough to keep them in it. They're getting a little healthier. Um, so even going into Tampa Bay, I think they'll give them a little bit of a scare. I think Tom Brady's going to have to really work for this one.
0: Right, and then finally the Monday night game, uh, Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota, as we mm-hmm. seem to point out every week, uh, never a dull moment with them. Every game's close, nope. even if they're ahead 28 to nothing. You know, nothing is uh, you know, nothing in the say. bank with them. You know, they seem to play down to the level <laughs> of the opponent every week. I think this week will be no different. Uh, I don't think Jakeem Grant has the big game that he did last week, but I still think Chicago finds some way to keep this close. But ultimately, I am going to pick Minnesota to win this one. I'll say uh, Minnesota 30, uh, Chicago 24 is uh, Delvin Cook and uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. The triumvirate there has just enough to uh, eke out the victory.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be another one-score game for Minnesota. Like we haven't seen this story a hundred times already. I've got them winning 27-23. I think Chicago's gonna keep it interesting. I think the problem is Justin Fields himself. Um, that that's probably gonna pick six in his future. That's probably the difference in the game. But Chicago's defense will keep him around. Minnesota, we we aren't entirely sure who's gonna not have COVID by then. I mean right now, Alexander Madison being out is a problem. Adam Thielen's only got one leg. So there are there are reasons that Minnesota will play down to Chicago's level, despite the fact that that's just what they do. Um, but it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll have quite the fireworks as last week, though, like you said. So I've got them winning 27-23. So we have certainly some disagreements here this week. We've got a lot of weird going on, and like we said, keep an eye on your lineups and on the news with all of the COVID and this and that, and the flu going around. It's not just COVID. You've got the flu too, which guys are missing games for, which is a problem. So feel free. You can find us all week long. I'll give you that info again in a minute. But before we go, some daily fantasy picks, as I alluded to, there might be some Jets players on here. As always, just a reminder, these are value picks. You know who to start. This is going to give you the dollars to actually start those guys. Uh, So here's your best bang for your buck at quarterback. Either Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew. Whichever one starts, go for it. The value is there. Jimmy Garoppolo, as much as it pains me, the bang for your buck is right there. At running back, Javante Williams, who I can't sing his praises enough. James Conner, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson. There are guys who are at least going to get on the field. They're healthy. We'll take it. At Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. As we said, we think Houston's going to win that game. Braxton Berrios with the Jets. I really think or what he's going to cost you, you are way going to exceed your value. Go for it. Dan Jefferson in Minnesota. At tight end, Dawson Knox and our boy Mike Gusecki. At defense, the Bills and the Texans, both good plays there. If you're looking for teams to sack, obviously Arizona and uh, the Rams are both good ones, but the Dolphins and the Eagles could provide some interesting options as well. So we've covered everything for you but if you have more questions you just miss us whatever you need we're on social media you can find us on twitter at the number 4th and inches show at jkim16 and fantasy underscore sherpa find us on facebook at the fantasy football sherpa fan page you can email us at the number 4th and inches show at com. we're back with you every Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m eastern time guiding you through the playoffs helping you win in daily or season-long fantasy leagues We've got you covered, and, of course, if you missed an episode or you need some, some uh, commute, travel, company, whatever, we're there. You can find over 200 episodes anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.